sound tired, man. You right? I'm good, man. Um, I'm good. You know. You sure? Yeah, yeah. I had a little swim this morning. Oh, so how did that go? Maybe that's why I'm a bit not. Got how many laps? How many laps did you bash out? Um, I, I wasn't counting. It was. Uh, I jumped in the swimming lesson as well. Jumped in the swimming lesson. Yeah. Was you invited um, or did you just bomb it? Did you just go get out of the way? I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, small child. I kind of hijacked the lesson. To be fair, so last <laughs> you year, it. he was like, "Move, kid, <laughs> get out the way, get out the way, bitch, get out the way, move, bitch." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's what a kid says when they saw me. <laughs> I'm gonna knock your lights, lights out. <laughs> Kid is like with the armbands, yeah. with the armbands, it's like doggy paddling and the Layla trying to just keep up, and then you just go move, bitch, and then you're like big power bomb, big like uh, bomb in the water. You know what's Psh, funny? Like big uh, wave in my local pool. Sometimes they play some music as well, so they actually could have been playing some ludicrous one day. No way, but they play. Lud- I know it's in South. You know London, what? But... Like they'll probably troll me. They'll probably listen to the podcast, yeah. And then the next time I go swimming, they'll start playing. As soon as I get to the pool, you'll just hear... Oh, I ain't gonna lie, that would be funny if they no, did that. Man. But that turned hilarious. you into like the most amazing swimmer as well. Like you'd, you'd, you'd walk to the you'd walk to the edge of the pool with such confidence and just put on your goggles and be like, right, I got this, I got this, and then jump in and then nah, I know your swimming's improved, so you're not gonna drown, man. But um, you know what? Uh, what I realized today is that my stamina's gone up. Um, and I think it was good that I took a break. Like they said, I thought, yeah, I've got the swimming lessons. I went to the desk, like, yeah, just sign me back up. Yeah. I'm coming in. And uh, the guy was like, nah, it's expired. And I was like, when did it expire? Dude said it expired in July of last year. So I didn't even realize it had been that long. What? And they didn't even tell you? Or you, you just been going just. No, I haven't even, I haven't, that's how long I haven't been going for. I didn't even know. Wow. Uh, I thought maybe I ain't been swimming in a couple of months, but it's been like a solid six months. So. <laughs> But in that time, it's been good because my shoulder has been busted, in it? Mm. So I kind of wanted to stop. I realised I was uh, doing too much strenuous activity and the shoulder wasn't healing. So it's been awesome for me taking a break because today I swam for about an hour and my shoulder isn't even sore. So the break helped it to heal. I'm back. I'm back. What have you been doing with your shoulder to make it... um... Why was it? Why was your shoulder painful? What was you so doing? It, what, busted, sharp, what sharp, sudden movements were you doing? <laughs> I busted my shoulder lifting weights. Okay. I was on the bench, bench. using dumbbells, doing the. Um, I was doing like a little set, so I kind of go up and I do the chest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I go out to the side and then I do that. The, what is it called the butterflies, the butterfly, butterfly curls or whatever. Uh, yeah, and then I think it was one of those where I went a bit too far back with the butterfly curls with a yeah, heavy yeah, yeah, weight, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it just I tore something. I hurt mine. I did that on the big medicine, not the medicine ball. What those big, uh, those big big balls that you. Uh, <laughs> what my nuts here? You, you talking about my nuts on the podcast, fam? No, I'm not. Those big, those big round things. <laughs> oh, you still talking about my nuts on the podcast? Fam? The big round thing that you use in yoga. It's like a not a medicine ball, but it's like a. It's a yeah, the ones ball. you get in the gym, the big yeah, soft yeah, balls. Yeah. So, um, are we still? T- no, you okay. can't can't keep saying the word balls, man. It's deep. But uh, anyway, you 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 rest your back on that as if you're doing a sit up, and then you do your butterfly curls on that so you're keeping your core strong mm. and then you're doing your butterfly things on that ball 
yeah levels yeah that was a good that's a good core workout using the ball that is yeah really yeah, good yeah. for core, core that stuff. is um yeah, shout out to anyone on their fitness game trying to up their uh, strength. Um, shout out to my boy Odell. He's got his uh, Fit West Essex business. Go sign up with him for some personal training sessions. That's it, man. That's it. Episode 20, Beer Rap and Banner. Yeah. Um, the Uni Gunner Solskja edition. We going with that? We kind of have to, by it's default. The, <laughs> it's the only number 20. Um, He's the greatest number 20. I mean, we've got Higuain. He's a talented number 20 as well. Yeah. So we're going with episode 20. Um, cheers big... cheers as well, bro. We ain't even said cheers yet. Cheers. Right now it's uh, Hot Tea. Hot Tea Rap and Banter podcast. Tea Rap and Banter. We're just drinking this uh, herbal tea. i got a little peppermint tea on Smash right now. It's good. It's healthy for you, man. We've it... both been active today. Uh, I've been swimming. Ben's been uh, doing Playing a football in the rain. You know? Bagging goals. How many goals you get? Uh, I think maybe seven. Gotta love it. Maybe seven or eight, and we lost like 15, 16, or something like that. And it was like seven aside in the rain, and it was just uh, we were five nil down, and it weren't like um, weren't really even. But we came back, and or the team just sort of took the foot off the gas a little bit. But yeah, you know me, fox in the box, gets the goals, does what I does. Goal hang on, more like. Give me the ball, give me the ball, tapping. Give me the ball, give me the ball, tapping. That fat kid in the playground that just go hang by the keeper. Just talk to the keeper and like, oh, so uh, what What goalie gloves are those then, mate? Yeah, what? who's your favourite? Oh, goal, yeah! That's <laughs> good. Oh, do you remember at school, we, like, we used to have like uh, football matches with the uh, uh, bags for goalposts and all of that. And Schools now have yeah. AstroTurf pitches. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the culture changes over time, don't it? But bags for goal. One thing I loved about football was you didn't really need much to play football. Nah. Like, I hate those games like cricket and stuff where you need all bats and pulse and balls. You need too much equipment. Yeah, although say, saying that though, well, you do need a ball and ball and a, and, and a cricket bat. But even growing up, we used to draw the, uh, the wickets on a wall. Mm. And then that was it, laughing. I just thought, just give me a football and then, you know I mean? Use your jacket. You could just take off your jacket and your jumper. We played jumpers yesterday. Jumpers for goalposts. Do you remember? Jumpers for goalposts. Yesterday we played, do you remember? We interviewed for our upcoming episodes that we got to interview. We played Kirby. Me and one of our guests, we were playing Kirby. So big up the old school listeners that played Kirby on their street. We had to throw the ball on the edge of the pavement on the curb and catch it. That's an old school game. That is very old school. That reminds me of slap ball as well. Do you remember playing slap ball? Now, bro? I was always thought that slap ball should have been made in Olympic sport. It was a dope game. It now, was really good. Slap ball, depending on where you're from, you might have called it pat ball or pat or hit ball or something stupid. But slap ball was the original East London name where it was a, it was a combination of squash mm. and sort of tennis, but with your hand. And you yeah. had to throw the ball down on the floor, hit the wall, and then hit the ball on the floor and then the wall, and then you just went mm. round and round and round. One bounce on the floor. One bounce. You could do different serves. You had funnies. You had um, the funny bounce. We used to kill you. Oh man! You had obs, like obstacle if someone got in your way. Mm. Um, and it's but it's interesting because in New York, when I went to New York, they have all these when they're all the parks. They've got all these. Uh, it's almost like squash. They play with their hand. Mm. They play handball. Yeah, not handball, but they play some sort of game where they hit hit a squash ball with their hand, and it's. Basically, slap ball. Similar to slap ball. So yeah, if you're uh, if you went to you know whatever your school you went to, listeners, and you played that game, I'm sure you can reminisce. I used to just take people out at, at Leighton Stone School with slap ball. But yeah, it's episode take them out like a two footed tackle, bang, <laughs> taking people out. 
this, this destroyed people. Anyway, no, I was all right. I was always like, you know, above average at these games. But anyways, episode, wow, episode 20, so animated, punching up the mic, punching up the He's mic. taking out the microphone. <laughs> Jeez. Episode 20, big up the listeners, of course, big up the subscribers, listeners, beer, rap and banter people. We need you to subscribe. We need subscribe, you. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We need you to comment. We need you to share iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, yeah. Player FM, yeah. everything, all, all formats. Do it. Hopefully you checked out our last episode with Linton Bavell, episode 19. If you haven't, go back, check it out. Good interview that was. It was a great interview. All our interviews are amazing. Um, we've got a great interview with uh, DJ, um, DJ, sorry, producer, engineer extraordinaire, Morpheus, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to talk to later on the show. Soon come. So, um, yeah, episode 20, man. Here What's we going are. on, Cal? Well, what's been going on in the world, man? I'm still doing detox. He's still on his detox. Um, I've just been kind of looking into shit and then sometimes falling into shit. Something I fell into was this Donald Trump controversy. I mean, he's always doing something controversial, but this recent one where he's basically uh, been at some kind of a summit and they're discussing stuff with other politicians and... It's come out that he's called an African country a shithole. Or, all right, let, let me correct that because I think they were specifically talking about Haiti and they were trying to talk about, they were, you know, they're trying to deal with who's going to take refugees from such and such country. And he offered the idea, oh, what, can't we take some people from Norway or somewhere like that? Why have we got to take people from all these shithole countries? And it was like, what the fuck? So I just want to shout out, actually, whoever it is that was in that meeting that thought, you know what, I'm just going to take this one out to the press and, and blow the lid on this thing because that's something that might not have ever seen the light of day. Um, and um, it's controversial. Like You can't just go around saying that countries like Haiti and poor countries, they're shitholes. Like, there's a history behind why that country is in a bad state and it's to do with these more economically advanced, advanced countries raping and pillaging the resources and and leveraging debt over these countries you know what i mean and, look, we know and, that and that's it, why they are the way they are everything he says and does man we know look it's it's, it's just, just mad controversial just the guy's this the guy's this idiot he, you know he doesn't think you know it's just the world's gone mad with him um he's also been in a bit of trouble with um he got with a like an adult star didn't he recently stormy daniels or well, not recently but like a while ago he paid off some porn star that he that he supposedly slept with and paid her off, but I don't really want to give Donald Trump too much press or too much news, man. I just want to keep it moving. Um, we're keeping it positive on beer rap and banner. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Well, before we keep it real positive, we got to do with another negative. <laughs> oh. oh, we're gonna talk about that. You want to talk about that in the, now, or you want to come back to it? Yeah, I wanted to bang that out. You want to get out of the way now? Yeah. All right, we're saying fuck Donald Trump and we're saying fuck H and M. See, what's mad is like I'm actually wearing H and M right now. Boo. Half of my wardrobe is H&M. Is that coolest podcast in the country? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, something like that. You you shouldn't really laugh at this situation. What's mad is it's actually green as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, being a a, a black person, I I am quite sensitive to the fact that there's a lot of racism in the world. Uh, I feel like if I try and boycott every racist institution, I'm going to be walking around butt naked with no shoes on my feet and 
Do you know what I mean? I won't have any products or anything. I won't be able to do anything. Well, what about talking about... Everybody's like, fucking racist. The Mount Melanin episode of supporting black-owned businesses and clothing companies. Yeah, but to what extent? Like, I mean, yes, where I can, I'm trying to support black-owned uh, uh, businesses. You might have seen an interview or you might see it in the future where I'll be wearing clothing that is made by black-owned businesses. I do have those in my wardrobe, but not everything in my wardrobe is made by a black person or come from a business that's owned by a black person. You know, maybe I want to do something like buy stuff from ASOS where uh, they do ethical trading um, in Africa and, um, you know, large proceeds go to the people that make the clothing. And it's good clothing. I can understand, yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I can understand it's difficult. Basically, um, the news uh, got out regarding a young um, model, a young boy that was wearing a, was it a hoodie? Yep. That said, coolest monkey in the jungle. Um, the model was uh, a young black boy. And of course, massive controversy followed this, um, of which, you know, H&M apologised and pulled down the ad. There, there was a recent interview or soundbite with a mum. Just before we go into that. Saying that. The, the crazy thing about this scenario, just in case anyone hasn't heard about it, is it was like a side-by-side shot, wasn't it? So they had a black boy wearing oh, with something. Oh, with, with a white And then kids. they had a white boy wearing something. And it just so happened that the black boy's one is is to do with being a monkey, like coolest monkey in the jungle. Yeah, that wasn't and good. The the message on the white boy's top said, survival expert. So it's like... Well, hang on a minute. Why can't the some white subliminal boy be wearing right coolest there. monkey in the jungle yeah, yeah, yeah. and the black boy be wearing survival expert? It just looked a little but don't bit you think if the black too boy would have worn, suspect to if, be if coincidence. The, if the black boy would have worn survival expert, then there would have been controversy about that. I don't think so at all. Don't you think? What? what? Having to survive, having to su- survive situations with the police, with uh, education in certain situations, with health. I think you could have put you could put a negative connotation you on put, anything yeah, you okay, want to, okay, okay. but the problem is monkey is oh, it's far worse. a well-known racial slur for black people to the point where you've even got football matches where people are throwing bananas on the pitch, making monkey chants. Didn't that happen even very recently? And there was a player that picked the banana up and started eating it. He was taking a corner and someone threw a banana at him. I think it was like David Silver at Barcelona or something. There was some England... Uh... There were some young English players that had to uh, face racism when they were playing um, recently. Um, touching on that, well, going back to the H and M thing on a on a positive note though, didn't uh, P Diddy offer the the young model like a million dollar uh, modelling uh, deal, whatever, to sort of to say you know this shouldn't be happening and 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 try to support him. So that was real positive. So big up P Diddy. Mm. Um, Talking about sort of enduring racism, someone who had to deal with a lot of racism in the late 70s and, and early 80s. Um, we've got to say a massive RIP to a man like Cyril Regis. Rest in peace. Um, you know, a great English player, played for a lot of West Midland, or a lot of Midland clubs, West Brom, Albion mainly. Um, passed away, unfortunately, um, at a young age of, is it here? 46. Wow. There was, um, there's a documentary about him on the BBC right now. Um, oh, timely death. Sorry, 59. Beg your pardon. 59. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend uh, you guys to go and check that out. Um, it's really good and uh, it features other quite famous footballers from that era that played when uh, Cyril Reach was playing. He's in the documentary himself. Yeah. Uh, I think Ian Ratson as well. Yeah. Well, he's basically just explaining how he paved the way for a lot of black 
British footballers now, a lot, of, a lot of black players in the country. And this guy, you know, like we said, had to face a lot of racism, had to endure a lot of, uh, you know, negative chants and, and shit. And that was then seen as banter back then, friendly banter between friends, uh, even fans and his own teammates. Um, obviously, it's not that, and we don't condone that here, but it was, you know, it was a massive loss to us. Great player, phenomenal player. Great player. Um, and just everything that he did for for football and sort of, you know, young black men is, is something to be saluted. So, RIP Cyril Regis. Definitely. I mean, this is a deep one for me as well. I just want to add, um, you know, it made me think, you know, when, when I started thinking about it, when I was watching the documentary and then um, I was thinking back to what I said on the previous episode about how my dad used to hit the source real hard. Like every day after work, he was hitting the source. And then it just kind of made me think, I wonder what he was going through, man. Because I was a little kid growing up in the 80s and... You know, my parents came over in the 70s. Maybe he, his life was mad hard going through some of the shit that Cyril Regis went through and he just needed to drink away the pain, you know what I mean? Yeah. Things were a bit fucked up back in the day. But RIP to Cyril Regis. And let's keep it moving. Let's get the banner back, man. Let's get positive, man. Let's get this banner going on, man. It's a, it's, it's a bit a uh, bit mad one. Um, Cal's going to kickstart us off with self-help. <laughs> How after we after like I'm listen, some kind of life coach? <laughs> well, after we've just uh, brought down the levels of like depression for the uh, beer rap and banter, aka hot, hot herbal tea and rap and uh, banter episode. Yeah, just before you jump off the bridge, I've got something <laughs> to cheer you up and make maybe make you think about not jumping anymore. So basically, Cal's gonna dis- uh, dis- describe how to unfuck your brain. I didn't know I was gonna do that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, you know, these days, your brain can be a bit mad, right? Um, And you might think things that are a bit strange. You might be thinking life is hard and you might actually be making things more difficult for yourself than um, what they should be. Now, we've got this uh, personal development coach here called... Gary John Bishop, and he's written a book called Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life. And he talks about a lot of things about how to kind of get rid of self-doubt, how to follow through with resolutions. You might have set some New Year resolutions in January and, uh, you know, how to just empower your day-to-day life. Um, Because a lot of people are still going through dry January and sticking to their New Year's resolutions, so... Yeah, man. So his teachings are centered around, you know, less thinking and more doing. So set yourself a goal and take action rather than dwelling on feelings like, oh, you know, what? it's too cold to go out to the gym. Just do it, man. Just take actions. This is the goal. I have to do it. It's oh, do, really the workout, do the workout in your house. There's enough workout videos on YouTube. Yeah, for real. Or, you know, it was raining today, you know, uh, English could have decided, ah, you know what, it's raining, I don't really fancy playing football. But you know what, he's already got this mentality of being like, I'm not going to think too much about it. I've got a goal to play football today. I'm achieving my goal. I'm going, I'm just going to do it. That's it. And I'm glad I did. Exactly. Well, you wouldn't have scored uh, half a dozen goals, would you? I think it was seven, but who's who's counting? (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. so, yeah, I mean, um, these kind of uh, theories continue, uh, these themes, you know, like being uh, afraid to take on a new project at work because, you know, you you don't know if you're qualified enough and all of that. Just don't think too much about it. Go for it. Do it. And I'm pretty sure all of this will improve your life. Um, so Bishop also notes in his book that scientists have discovered our own thoughts can actually change the physical structure of our brain. Yeah. 
So as we experience and learn new things, the brain reconfigures the neural pathways that dictate how we think and therefore how we behave, right? So what this guy says is the easiest way to shape our thoughts is through conscious, decisive self-talk rather than dwelling on negativity um, and saying, yes, we can, opposed to saying, no, I can't. Yes, we can. That sounds like some Obama kind of slogan. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It's all about that. It's all about learning these kind of uh, um, sort of brain hacks to unfuck your mind because it is really getting screwed over with all the bullshit we watch on TV, yeah. all the propaganda in the news and in the papers, the fake news. Well, even Facebook now, like on the social media, on Facebook are now posting like... When they when people are getting news coming through for their feed, mm. they're they're posting something to say, Do you recognise this where this source is coming from this source of where the news is coming from? Do you identify it or is it like quote unquote fake news? So mm. you know, because people are spouting complete bullshit and then, you know, you don't know what to believe and you sort of just you know, you've got to definitely look into look into things a bit deeper. It's true, man. I mean Bishop says, you know, if you're thinking about going for a job, think to yourself They've already gave me the job, you know, and that puts you in the in the right mindset, in a positive mindset <laughs> walk to into give you the, more confidence. Walk into the interview and just set up shop already like you've already got the job and just sit, <laughs> just <laughs> start walk, setting at your just desk. Just walk in there like, yeah, good morning, everybody. Good morning, how you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, John, how's the wife? How's the kids? Oh, yes. I don't know. That is that office talk? I don't work in the office. <laughs> Standing by the water cooler and just making small talk. Like. Yeah, that's some Hollywood shit. Okay. They ain't even got a water cooler in my office. Don't they? No. We've got a tap. Yeah, but you've got a tap with um, like flipping fizzy water and spring water and all these other like yeah. mad intricacies. Fancy yeah, it's fancy. It's hella fancy. Yeah, well, you know, it's up London, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> Although I did have a job uh, up London and they did have a dead out water cooler. But, um, you know, that was then and this is now. Um so yeah, man. Uh, there's lot. This article just is. It goes on forever. It's got loads of excerpts from the book. Um, I don't want to bore the listeners by going over every single little thing. But if you're interested, uh, you know, go cop this uh, book by author Gary John Bishop. It's called Unfuck Yourself. And if you really want to change the way you think, that is going to be a good way to do it. Hey, why don't you go unfuck yourself, okay? <laughs> why don't you just go and unfuck yourself, hey, okay? Hey, man, unfuck you, okay? Hey, hey unfuck you too, unfuck man. Unfuck you, um, man. <laughs> just building on that as well, what you're saying, Cow, as well, because it was the beginning of the year and we're keeping it with the clean living and sort of how to better ourselves. Listeners, how to quit your technology, right? A guide to divorcing your phone. Just as we're doing the episode Ooh. now, Cow and I have got our phones in our hands, <laughs> s- super glued to our right hands. Are you married to Andrew or are you married to your iPhone? Well, Andrew, obviously, but Andrea, Android. Alexa, Andrea. It's a polygamous relationship. Oh, I'm waiting for the day that someone in America marries Alexis. Um, Someone's gonna do. Some, oh, there was a video some, some on, so, on social like media about some some foolish banter with uh, Alexa. Oh, with troops. Have you yeah, the troops voice talking like it was Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> I can't take this shit, fam. You hear me, blood? Fraud. 
Wenger's a fucking fraud, blood. We should put in a little clip from that. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to leave Arsenal? That's hilarious. Oh, big, up, big up troops, big up Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. So basically, the digital detox rules, this is what you need to do. And I know yeah. as you're listening Season to this, you're on your phone. You're multitasking, you listeners. Yeah. You listen to us on the train, bus, in bed, in the bath, maybe. Mm. Um, well, maybe not in the bath. That's a bit mad. But definitely like with your phone nearby, this is what you need to do at some point and you'll feel better for it. Go for deleting all social media apps from your phone and check these only at a desktop computer. Mm. That's one. That's interesting. I tried that for a bit, but then I realised we need social media to promote the podcast. Mm. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Number two, turn all pop-up sound notifications off your phone, anything like that, so you're not constantly checking it for any updates. Number three, leave your phone in your pocket. This is incredibly important. Or keep it out of sight for any meetings, get-togethers, conversations, meals involving other people. Mm. How many times, listeners, are you at a meal or a family function and then you're talking to someone and then they've got their head down on their phone, the light, the bright light is just beaming up and then they're just, they're just scrolling. That is so annoying. They're just scrolling. You know, there, there was a lady I used to work with, she said she was out to dinner and it just so happened that someone in the dinner party happened to know Carlos Vela when he was playing at Arsenal. Oh, yeah. So he was there on the table and she's like, oh, I got to meet a footballer. And she was excited to meet him and talk to him. But he was just on his phone the whole time. He was like, what, 21 at the time? Oh, pa. Yeah. Um, keep your phone out of sight during your commute to work. I, I went on the central line the other day. I looked up and pff, like two thirds of the carriage was on their phone, just sort of scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And lastly, and this is a big one. This is a game changer for me. Here we go. Don't take your phone into the toilet. Oh, come on. What are they talking about? Come on, everybody like so this takes their phone into the toilet, so, innit? Basically, this was a this was an article published by The Guardian. Yeah, my mum sent it. So big up Mumsy. Go on, shout out Mumsy. Yeah, so she sent it and says basically saying like if you're stuck on your screen, um, they asked several people uh how they could do with this digital detox and how they got on. Um, needless to say, a lot of people found it difficult. Um, some people found it refreshing. I don't know, listeners, if you've ever tried it, but try and wean yourself off one day at a time and then who knows, man, because the way the world's are turning that we are super glued to our smartphones, making us dumb. It's probably a good idea to uh, to take some time out from the phones, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I'm on my phone constantly. Um, Seeing as your mum's uh, sending you articles, did she make you some sandwiches for your lunch today as well, Ben? Um, why'd you have to do like... <laughs> Why do you have to like when you say my mum's name draw, draw, draw for my government and be like, right, Kalai? Wait, you drop my, my government name all the time, man. I drop Cal. No, man. You Cal drop, sounds cooler you than drop my government's bare times on the podcast. Bruv, my mum don't make sandwiches. Yeah, she cooks up some mean food. Here's a question. Why is your name English anyway? Where did that come from? Good question. Hmm. So. I've never asked you that. It's weird. So there's two, there's two stories that coincide into one so one was when I went to America with my mum and sister on holiday we went to like Florida like Disneyland or whatever when we were like 11 12 or whatever and then I was in the arcade room just bashing out the arcade Street Fighter Simpsons game and I bucked up with these American kids and they started calling me English and then I thought nothing of it and then as I was looking for a later on down the line at 16 or so 17 I was looking for a rap name as you do and uh I didn't have any good rap names and I watched the film Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood and there's a blind librarian in there and his name is? English. Yep. Cool. So I took that 
and then also I am English, and then it just ran because like makes sense. So. English, why? It it they, never, <laughs> they never say that, although they do say that to like some of my like mates who were Jamaican parents who were born here and go over to Jamaica in it. But anyway, that's my nickname, and then it got shortened to Ings. But I had loads of nicknames at school, Benson. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Benson. Uh, <laughs> like Benson and Hedges. Yeah, Ben. Like not Bender for gay, but like Bender. <laughs> <Fuck it up. laughs> yeah. Bender. Just bend over here, Bender. <laughs> Bender. Uh, bacon. Because my bacon. One of my ears looked like a Russian of bacon because it's bent. <laughs> <laughs> I think Darren. I think Darren Coke and some of the other kids. That was a cool name at school. Darren. Big up Darren Coke. Whatever yeah. you are, he was a baller. Just Coke. This Coke. Darren yeah, that was a very dope name. And he was a good baller as well. Safe guy anyway. But yeah, that's where I got my name from. But um, yeah, boom. Beer yeah, Rap man. and Banner episode Shout out to 20. Coke. Shout out to the twins as well. That's his brother's there. Yeah. Uh... Swiftly moving on. Um, I'm trying to think of a segue to move from Coke to what we're doing now. Well, Coke, drugs, uh, everything we do is like drugs. And something that can be like a drug is sex. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Um, we were reaching on this episode for fucking. <laughs> that was a reach. <laughs> we we usually got our notes. That was on Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> we're stretching the arms. We've usually got our notes on. on, on <laughs> <laughs> a proper reach. Like, it worked. It worked. Though, it? Like, it worked. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Hey, trust me. I'm definitely addicted to sex, man. I wish yeah. I wasn't. Wait, there's a there's a, there's um a term for that, right? Nymphomaniac. Yeah, there's a film. Oh, no, that's not nymphomaniac. I think there might be a film called Nymphomaniac. No. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the big O. Like there's a film on Netflix about orgasms. Yeah. But it's a prejudiced term because a, a, only a woman can be a nymphomaniac. A what? man can't be a nymphomaniac. Why? Because men think about sex 24-7. I don't know. I, I looked it up years ago in the dictionary. Is it think about sex or, you, or, or, or you're having sex if you're a nymphomaniac? Um, Ain't that just a freak? You know, since I've got my phone in my hand, I might as well just look that up real quick. Because I would think... Um, if you're a nymphomaniac, then you feel like you have to have sex um, constantly to get it out of your system. So some people just have a higher sex drive. So basically, a nymphomaniac is, and this is according to... Dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. A woman who has abnormally excessive and uncontrollable sexual desires uh, affected with abnormally uh, abnormal excessive sexual desires. So it's only a woman. According to that... Wow. So, yeah. touch so on if that. you're a guy and you think you're a nymphomaniac, no, mate, you just like to beat. You're just a dirty old scumbag. <laughs> you fucking perv. <laughs> so, so talking about that, Cal had a, a very funny and interesting article. What do you talk about that like I'm some kind of perv? Like, you're talking about that. <laughs> Cal, are you perv? Joke off. Grease! Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, the article is um, about 10 guys, right? 10 guys that describe the most memorable orgasm they've ever had. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're in full-blown Grease territory. Messy. Mm. Not, not Messy, Griezmann. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one. No, right? it would be Messy with the orgasms. There's a lot of cleaning up. Oh. Oh, a lot of old socks. And... Oh, grim. Um, Sorry, listeners. I saw a joke the other day where a woman uh, texted her son and said, if you keep using my bloody flannels and tea towels wanking on them and throwing them behind your bed you and me are gonna fall out oh mate i was like jeez man that's grim that wasn't even funny like imagine wanking off into a tea towel and throwing it behind your bed imagine 
Yeah. And your mum's like, where's all my tea towels? <laughs> she finds a <laughs> vibe. Oh, wow, wait, that's disgusting. <laughs> so 10 guys describe the most memorable orgasm they've ever had. All right. So first guy, go. An ex of mine convinced me to let her tie me up. I really, really didn't think I was going to like it, but I knew she was excited. So I figured, all right, why not? I figured I'd be pretty ambivalent about the whole thing. Turns out it was the most intense orgasm I ever had. And now I have a fetish. This guy got a fetish for being tied up. But what did she do to him though? She, she tied him up and they had sex. <clears throat> That's dead. Well. That's not dead, but I was expecting like. He busts differently. I guess it's the feeling of um, being uh, not in control. overpowered. Yeah. Um because for men, we're used to being in control. We're, we're used to being like, you know, alpha male, kind of the, the dominant kind of person. I thought he was going to say like, so she, she, fucked him with a stri- she fucked him with a strap on. Oh, or <laughs> She drew for the strizat. Crease. Oh, talking of that, drawing for the strap. Um, the young MA new record, like I heard some young... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Leave Sorry, I had to do it. But the young MA, like, um, in the bag or, or, or I get the bag and you get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and double it. She goes in, yeah? I was listening to it last night. But anyway, so yeah. This... Shout out to young MA. She's dope. Yeah. Um, so the second one, probably the first time I ever orgasmed, I knew what an orgasm was and I had a basic idea of how it happened and I kind of knew what masturbation was, but I didn't really put it all together in my tiny head it was very confusing at first until I realised what actually happened so it sounds like this guy Eric uh, the first time he's talking about the first time he'd orgasmed he's basically wanking and he busts off differently that's dead that is kind of dead bruv allow this man you're killing it like they use it's his first wank yeah and then he's trying to chase that high like they say <laughs> those that smoke crack yeah chasing the dragon they're trying to chase that first that first feeling that first rush they get from 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 blasting that crack pipe. so mm. as, as a kid as a young man he's trying to chase that that feeling of that first nut he busts when he when he knocked one up this next guy says he hooked up with someone at a bar and within an hour of meeting them uh, they started having sex <clears throat> But they were having a heated argument about politics. So, you know that kind of like when you hate someone? That was like what used to happen in, in school. Like when there was a guy and a girl that hated each other. And then next thing you know, they're going out. Like they're kind of like opposites to track kind of thing. Like there's something about being in an argument with someone and hating them, I guess. Yeah. Um, this next guy says he, uh, he was on the internet looking at porn. Um... And uh, he saw some stuff that made him want to set his laptop on fire. <laughs> Never again, he says. <laughs> okay. Are you going to set your laptop on fire? <laughs> Bro, he must have been looking at grease. Trust be, me. You've got to be careful when you're looking at them things. Um, Some of the stuff I've looked at, boy, I might need to burn my laptop too. God damn. Bro, every time I open up your laptop, it's like Russian roulette. I don't know what I'm going to get, man. That's the good thing about the internet, man. That you got the world at your fingertips, man. Anything Ooh. you want. I know you got your fingertips. What are you talking about, man? Griezmann. Smell my finger. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to move swiftly on because all this talk about man busting is, an, is the next thing. I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah, this, is, this, dead, is, this, this isn't dead. as good as I thought it was going to be. be funny. Um, what, is, what is as good as... What is good as good as we thought it was about two people that aren't really seeing eye to eye at the minute? Uh, the new Lady Leisha diss record towards her ex-lover, Paigey Cakey. Uh, the diss record entitled R.I.P., Man, phenomenal. Now, if you don't know, these two were apparently uh, yeah. lovers last year and then something got out with Lady Leisha's phone being hacked and messaging mm. about 
Paige Cakey, who's yeah. another sort of, I suppose, yeah, she's a recording artist, and I think she did a bit of acting. Um, she's really good as well. Lady Leisha's amazing. So basically, Lady Leisha dropped this disc record entitled R.I.P. Cow and I were watching it today. Phenomenal, man. Banger. Like, I'm a big fan of Lady Leisha. I think she's amazing. She's definitely one of the best rappers out. Full stop. Um, Doesn't even matter, female or male. Just one of the best. Um, I, didn't, I didn't mention female. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, why you got to say like that? She's definitely one of the best rappers out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Yeah, male and female. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, big up Birmingham. She's definitely repping for Birmingham. Hell yeah. She absolutely spun Paige Cake. Like, it's not even, I don't I don't even want to hear a verse from Paige Cake, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't really want to hear a verse in the best of days, but this even more so now. Very Listen, Paige Cake, just, I think you shouldn't even reply to this. This was a serious diss record, man. When you lot hear this, you, it, it just bangs. Like, like everything about it, the swag that Leisha's got, like, the, the beat is banging, the bars are on point, and then when you watch the video as well, you know what I mean, because you know she's sexy, she's got that whole kind of vibe and with the, the showmanship. Can you even say showmanship for a woman? Because she can. Because showwomanship don't sound right. Showmanship. Yeah, she. The showmanship was on point. She killed it. So she had it all. Um, you, you can't even uh, as a diss record. There's no way. There's no way you can make a diss on this level. This was serious. Yeah, like. and um, yeah, no way. Hard hitting. And talking about uh, other two artists with hard hitting lyrics, hard hard hitting beats. Uh, Birmingham's own Sunny Jim, someone we know very well, carrying it on with Birmingham has hooked up with Chicago rapper Vic Spencer now Cal I know you're a big Vic Spencer fan yeah he's hard um, for those who don't know Vic Spencer rapper out of Chicago um, just you know great underground rapper great lyricist got a great tone um, you know just just, a, just you know, yeah he's nice life. with it man he's so very nice so he's basically hooked up with Sonny Jim for this uh, Spencer for Hire project um, also features if I can just check out the details we've got House Shoes uh, Chris Crack um, Ironside Hex Verbal Kent Big Ghost and I like Verbal Kent I haven't heard him in a while yeah man listen it's a really solid project um, it's mainly Vic Spencer he raps on majority well he raps on everything and then Sonny Jim features on about 3-4 records um, that's dope Sonny Jim's a dope rapper as well I've yeah got an unreleased... Uzi Shopping was pretty dope well Uzi Shopping was a big record with Sonny Jim and uh, was it Dupay Sell Itself I really like that um, yeah, I've got one unreleased joint with Sonny Jim, which I'm going to release in the near future. Uh, so shout out to Sonny Jim, and um, I hope this album does everything he wants it to do, man. Yeah, man, big up the whole Birmingham Massive, big up Cosign, big up Redbeard. Um, yeah, man, so I was really I was really into that. I've been listening to that at a minute. Um, something else I've been listening to, and I'll just show Cow, and I know some of our listeners will probably be on to that, is Margs from Mashtown. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> big up the Hackney Massive. Uh, Margs, Mashtown. His record Pen Game 2, produced by a man like Morpheus. <clears throat> Excuse me, whoa. What is going on? The, the frog in the throat right there, mate. Take a sip. Mm. Take a sip, done. Take a take a sip of this tea with all this spicy tea talk of Leisha and uh, Pagey Cakey, you know, all this <laughs> all, all this uh all this shit talking. Anyway, yeah, Margs, uh rapper from East London, dropped Pen Game 2 and phenomenal record phenomenal rapper just goes hard from the beginning of the record to the end um and has now spawned the pen game to challenge which has basically got loads of artists from all over the country doing their own version of the 
of the record over the beat, sending their freestyles, posting it up online. The whole thing's gone viral and it's a real good look for hip hop. It's a real good look for Margs. Um, massive look for Morpheus because the beat is banging. What, what was your opinion on it when I played it today? Yeah, just caught me by surprise, man. Like we could have done a reaction video to that or something. I was just like, whoa, the beat banged. Shout out to Morpheus, uh, really nice dude. Um, and um, yeah, I, I really loved it, man. I thought it was a great track. Margs went hard on that as well. I would love to see this track blow up like, well, it's blown, like how man. Michael Dapar blew up, man. I'd like to see that. Well, I don't think it... Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't think it, it will. Like, the streets have embraced it. And with everything, the streets come first. You build it up with the streets and then it's getting its radio spins. Mm, um, you're telling me about loads of other rappers jumping on the hype as well. Yeah, like, literally everyone's jumped on it from, like, Michael Payne to Nole to uh, Dappy um, from... N-Dub's fame, uh, who's a phenomenal artist. Um, just people from 6-7, like rappers from all over the country. My like Benny Banks. Benny Banks jumped on it. Bashman, like everyone's jumped on it. And it's, it's, it's a real good thing to see that this record is just it's grown, popping. grown organically. I'm looking forward to seeing the Benny Banks one, man. He can spit. Yeah, listening to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all dope. It's out on the Instagram. If you just check out Pen Game Challenge and Mark's Pen Game 2. Um, I'm going to have the record playing underneath or the beat playing underneath, I'm sure, mm. as always. So, yeah, that's that's what we've been listening to on the hip-hop world. Yeah. Um... Excuse me. Whoa, my voice is where I'm sitting on the on the sofa with the mic and everything. What is going on with your throat, man? Then I saw the shouting of the football. I don't really sh- I do shout. I do talk a lot in football. I talk a lot in everything. You don't stop talking shit, do you? Talk a lot in sex. Talk a lot in... Uh, <laughs> talk a lot of work. Talk a lot on the podcast. This is it, man. Just talk. Just talk that talk. I told that talk, baby girl. It's that pimp talk from episode nine. Straight 19. up pimp talk. That's it, I hope man. you're not all talking, no action, though. No, nah, I'm all action. Got to back up the talk. Back that chat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't know why my voice is sitting like this. It must sound mad and the listeners. Sounds sexy for the ladies. No, I don't really, but I have to move something. I don't know. Maybe it's how the mic is, is positioned. This is a funny episode today, man. We're a bit like... We're on point, um, but my well, voice yeah. is a bit, bit on, bit on, bit on the edge. Talking about Morpheus, uh, we should probably go into this little interview that we got with the big man himself. Um, so, you know, I don't think he needs that much of an introduction. He's a great producer. He's a sound man. He's got his own studio, and. Let's go and check out what he's got to say. What's going on, people? It's another episode of Beer, Rap and Banner, myself, English. Uh, big up, Cal. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe on the iTunes, subscribe on SoundCloud, also on uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, all the Android users, you know, not just exclusive to iPhones. Uh, we're back with another episode, and today we've got someone very special to Cal and I, uh, someone who's deep within the music scene, a great producer, amazing engineer, Salman Extraordinaire <laughs> Big up Make some noise For Morph A.K.A. Morpheus Make some noise people Inside Make some noise So obviously um, Yeah okay Yeah it's modest I'm just going to have a quick sip Of the Prosecco Cheers brother no. Cheers. Hey where's hey. mine man Early start Cal you're not getting any That's <laughs> what you get for being late <laughs> Boom So as you know I'm beer rap and banner um, We're big on the music We're big on catching jokes So just talking to you about how you've been and your journey so far 
and um, just just picking your brains on things, man. So first of all, how you been recently, man? Yeah, I've been good, bruv. Uh, new move, new studio, up in Cable Street now. So yeah, I'm um, I'm in a good space right now. I'm 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 good. I'm back where I should be. Good. And how you finding that sort of in terms of how you work and 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 you, and your creative views in terms of space? How important is that? Um, like having your own space and sort of the whole feng shui of of of, of the sound. So. It's, I mean, for me personally, it's, I've realised from doing the move, like, it's important for me to have my own space. Like, sharing spaces with other people means sharing vibes. Yeah, yeah. And for me, especially when it comes to work, that's a no-go. Like, the vibe is from me and... You need your own energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the source of the energy in, in the room has to come from me. And obviously the artist, whoever I'm working with, like sharing space with someone else is is not particularly for me. So yeah, moving here has shown me that or reawakened me to it. That's how I started. But yeah, yeah, that's how, well, that's that's me. that's how Cow and I know you, and a lot of people sort of know you from original basement moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the basement, yeah. yeah, back in East London, big up all those that used to go to the basement mm -hmm. out in out in Leighton, yeah. uh, my neck of the woods. Big up the E10 massive. Yeah. Um, how do you think you've evolved as a as an engineer? Uh, Starting from the basement there, and then you've obviously moved on to, to bigger and better things, working with some great names, which we're going to touch on shortly. But mm, how do you feel mm. your journey has progressed from, from the basement up until now? You, you know, Started from the bottom, now you're here. Yeah, we're here. Um, um, uh, I mean, when I started in the basement, I was I, I didn't really know much, I guess. I knew as much as, I suppose, any other producer or or any other rapper who records himself. I didn't really know too much, but it was a case of, well, we couldn't find no one else to do it for us. We'd spent a lot of money in other studios, just working with old school engineers and whatnot, and nobody was giving us what we wanted. So we just figured, well, we've got to do it ourselves. And it kind of landed on me to do it. So do you feel you learned as you went along? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, I had, when I started, even probably just before the basement, um, in my flat in Leytonstone, in the spare room, I had basic set up in there and for probably like a good few years anyone that passed me was a guinea pig really yeah 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 that's such like so that was my that was my kind of start into it my learning curve into it and you learned as you went along and, and sort of made on. mistakes so, yeah. and so by the time i got to basement i had pretty much a good grasp of the basics at least mm. and yeah it was just a constant learning curve just day in day out day in day out focus on on that job, on recording, recording, recording. I was, I was still producing bits and pieces here and there, but yeah, the focus was recording, day yeah. in, day out, day in, day out. I was living in the basement, practically. Yeah, so, I know yeah. it well, man. Yeah, you remember. I know it well. <laughs> so, yeah. so how do you think then, obviously, with the move in space and then your development in um, in your recording and engineering and, and, and mixing down and whatnot, how do you feel that, um, I mean, you've obviously got older and you've developed, but has your equipment changed or has anything you've, you've done before changed? Um, I mean, you've you, you've obviously kept with the times, but is is there anything that you've sort yeah. of moved on with? Um, not really. I suppose the only time I might say I tried to switch to Mac for a little while, spent a bit of money and tried to switch to Mac. And <laughs> tried, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't really work for me. So, yeah. Um, last couple of years, I've been working on a laptop, was it, which was a new thing for me. Yeah. From going out to Cyprus and working with Wiley. Yeah. You can't take your computer with you. 
So this casually name dropped it in there, man. This casual. We're going to talk about those names in a minute more. If I love how you just do that, yeah, just, Sorry, just go and work with Will. That's that's calm. Just thinking about the laptop as I've seen it over there. Like, yeah, so we had to work from laptops. So that was a new experience for me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I've never used a laptop until. 2015. And how did you find it? Did you find that more restricting or was it... It was at first, but then obviously the flexibility of being able to take it anywhere with you kind of balanced it out a bit. Within a, within a couple of weeks, I've kind of got used to where the hands should be. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still can't get used to this trackpad business. I've always got a mouse. But yeah, the laptop was, was something new for me. That's probably the biggest change I've probably gone through over all the years. But other than that, I've worked in the same program with pretty much the same epic approach to when I'm recording. Which program can you just? Cause we're gonna get a bit, <laughs> we're gonna get a bit geeky now, a bit neeky. So like, what what are you using to to record, mix down, and produce? Um, to record and mix, I use a program called Adobe Audition, which not many people probably would think of using. Not many people probably heard of it. Yeah. But as far as audio goes, and editing, and comping, and recording, and whatnot. I found for me personally, it's the best for what I do and the way I work. Um, for production, I've always been a Cubase, Cubase guy. Cubase has always been been my one. Yeah. And probably some of the older ones. Cubase Five, I think I'm using. Not Fruit Loops. Nah. Shout out to Cubase. <laughs> Big up the Cubase massive. No uh, PlayStation. No respect to the Fruit Loops massive. <laughs> That's the, the new generation are doing their thing and doing some amazing stuff with Fruity Loops. Some yeah, amazing man. Amazing stuff. Hey, listen, you can make music on anything. Or anything. Pots and pans, yeah. in it. If you're real, it's whatever. Real whatever producer. you feel comfortable with making. making no it doubt, in. no doubt. Um, so touching on sort of, you just said uh, you went out to Cyprus to work with Wiley. Mm-hmm. Um, without you know name dropping too much, if you know if you know Morph, if you know Morpheus, you know that he's worked with some of the most illustrious people in rap, in grime, in Bash in everything, innit? You're not just you're yeah, not just limited to one sound. I, I um, have a bit of everything, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it like going out in Cyprus and just clearing your head and and, and um, working in a different sort of was... conditions? Because obviously in London, it's I mean the weather isn't great. It's a bit more confined space, so so that obviously that energy reflects on your work. Mm-hmm. So now you're in you're in an, an, another part of the world, a beautiful island, yep. um, in Cyprus, and you're working with with the legend, with the Godfather Graham, you know. What was that like, sort of, in terms of enhancing your skills and just that energy? What was that like, um, man? I suppose, as far as like enhancing skills, um, I think that experience was probably less about enhancing skills for me as, and more so about just a life experience more than even music. The music side of it was was great, and it was nice to be away away from London, away from any distractions, and just when you want to do music, when you want to record, when you want to make a beat, whatever it is, you can go and you can, you can do it. You ain't got to worry about work or yeah. clients or anything. You get up and there's sunshine in your face. Spontaneous. Yeah, so it's very spontaneous in, in that aspect. And a lot of the stuff we did there, I think mainly we did the, the Hashtag 8 EP, I think it was, Okay. that we did. A um, few tracks there. And a lot of that was pretty much spontaneous kind of wake up see what the vibe is for today, for today go and get some breakfast and get some sunshine in your skin come back load up a beat that's it and start writing or start laying bits down and before you know it, right there you go there's another tune done go go from the studio straight to the beach chill out relax come back go get some food you know this kind of stuff you know go to a show in the evening and iron apple or something it, it, it it's the 
it's the fact of being away from all the, the responsibilities of being at home. Yeah. Whether you live in London or wherever you live. You can just be you can just be creative and just yeah. be a hundred percent creative and focused yeah. on the job at hand, and, which and is which me, is important. It was it was at a time where I needed to get away. I had other stuff going on and I needed to get away. I didn't know it at the time, but I needed to get away. So it was the perfect time for me to go away, clear my head, come back and really think about what I'm doing, what I want to do, that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's why I say for me it was more of a a life changing experience in the sense of like my personal life. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. As far as the work goes, yeah, it's definitely a great experience of like I said, me and and Wiley working out there. It was just the two of us, pretty much most of the time. I had a few artists come over from England for a few days or we can come do little projects and whatnot, which was nice. But yeah, that that one on one time working on just one thing. Yeah, yeah. Not having to worry about no one else. Amazing experience, I suppose, more so of getting to know that person's voice more as an engineer. I know his voice, I've worked with him for years, so I know his voice, but when you're like that day in, day out, you're around that person, you really get to know their voice, which ultimately, I suppose, as an engineer wouldn't need to really know someone's voice to know how to deal with it, mm. I suppose. So, yeah, on that side, it was good. It was good from that aspect, definitely. Cool. Um, so just following on from that, mm. sort of uh, one, like, legend... Um, that you've worked with, um, if you could record and work with, record and mix down any three artists, whether it be dead or alive, um, which three artists would you like to? I'll make it even easier. Like which one artist maybe? Three, three, three's a bit more. Top three selected's a bit early for now. I'm going to come with top three, top three selected in a minute. Maybe what what recording artist um, outside of your immediate genre that you've worked with, whether dead or alive that you'd like to think, right, I'd love to spend a, a week, a month, recording, mixing down, learning from that artist. Um, like, that's, a, that's a tricky one, isn't mm, it? Because it's like, it's, there's many sides to it for me. Like, as, as far as, like, from an engineer's perspective, like, I always focus on, when I meet someone for the first time, my, my brain automatically focuses on their tone, yeah. their voice. More so artists than normal people, but it still happens anyway. But, yeah, when I meet an artist for the first time, I tend to focus on their tone and their voice. So that's what draws me to a, to an artist. So from that side, if I could work with anyone based upon, like I said, my attraction to tones in someone's voice, I, I would love to work with, with Biggie for his tone and his character in his voice, just for that fact alone. Like, I'm not... As a fan of music, like, I'm not really, like someone who looks at lyrics and says oh I remember this lyric from this line or this punch line or I don't look at stuff like I'm an engineer so I'm listening to sounds I'm listening mm. to tones so that is my main focus like words and stuff will come in as I probably listen to the song over weeks and months but initially it's the tone so for that for that reason I'd probably pick pick Biggie or even even Bob Bob Marley just I know it seems like oh, almost cliche oh yeah Bob Marley oh yeah but, but again like his tone but Reason why I didn't pick him because his sons sons are here and they've got similar tones, so I could have easily picked them. But for me, Biggie just has a very unique, unique tone. Very, I can't even describe what it was about it, but yeah, I'd say probably Biggie. Interesting, interesting. Um, so I did say sort of top three selected, like, but you you, you come with a notorious Big, you know, one of the greatest, yeah. arguably the greatest. Depends who you speak to, but <laughs> if you had to pick, then maybe a top three selected producers or. Uh, people that have inspired you to, to record and produce, whether it be US or UK producers, um, okay. who would you say? 
And this this top three selective, which has been a current theme on the beer rap and banner, mm-hmm. we just we just say it to people on the spot, and usually your gut instinct just go blah blah blah. Just okay. top three, don't over overly think it. Uh, so first of all, I know I know my first one because it, it was always it's always been Mizza from early, like looking at product before I could even think about pressing a key on, on anything like for real. Rizza, Rizza like, was the original yeah, original like done. Hearing Rizza's stuff like made me question like. What is he doing? How did he get that to sound like that? Where does that sound come from? Where did he get this from? Where did he get that from? I, I asked a lot of questions listening to RZA stuff. So I'd firstly say RZA. Um, uh, second one probably be an obvious one, like Timberland. Yeah. Just because of the time I've grown up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the quality of production, level of production. Um, uh, third one. It's tricky, isn't it? The last yeah. one's always... Yeah. <laughs> A third one. Any genre, anything, anywhere, anytime. I've got to think of people that I, I know about their work or follow. Like, I would have put Drain, even like with the Drain Timberland thing, you know, as you think, as you find that down the years, well, it wasn't all you. Like, you had a lot of hand, Danger, and um, Scott Storch, these kind of things. So, it, it put a lot of doubts in my mind. But don't you think this, but, this differs between, sorry to cut you, between mm. the difference between a beat maker and a producer? Yeah. So don't you think like them them man were producers? More producers rather than beat makers. Yeah, like a Teddy Riley was a producer. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But also like a beat maker as well. Yeah, yeah, they had yeah, they yeah. had the skills had, to had battle. Enough skills. Like, like I don't doubt like Dre and, and Timberland have enough skills as well, but I think we were deluded a little bit back then or it was clouded yeah, and yeah, masked yeah. over a little bit. Whereas now it's like people are quite comfortable enough to say, Oh yeah, he done this and he done that part. I did this bit, you know what I mean? It's a bit more different now, but yeah, who did I say? So we're going with um, we're going with uh, Rizza, Rizza, Rizza Rector, yeah, Rizza like Rector. post, like all all, all the uh, thirty six chambers yeah, forever, stuff, all right. that all that nineties stuff yeah. got a bit weird yeah. towards recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Rizza's stuff, yeah, it's a bit dodgy. <laughs> but yeah, you're going with Rizza, stuff. you're going with Doctor Dre, Doctor Dre stroke Timberland, and <laughs> and Timberland. <laughs> like, you can't you can't be stroke. Nah, that's rude. Just sit in the middle there somewhere. There's got to be a third one. What do you mean? They can have a tie second place. Oh, I'll give you that. Uh, last, I don't know who the last one would be. The last one probably might not even be a producer. Probably a mix engineer. Yeah? Yeah. My man Dave Pensado. Dave Pensado, yeah, okay. Dave Pensado. Dropping knowledge um, on us. Mixer, engineer. Well, mixer, I suppose, more so. Who, who's he worked with, or what type of stuff? So um, he, he does anything and everything. Um, if you're an engineer, or even a producer as well who likes to engineer, like you need to go on YouTube and follow Pensado's place. Dave Pensado is the man for me, anyway. Like I've learned a lot of stuff about mixing and engineering and color and shape within music from from this guy Dave Pensado. So look at him, Dave's just an old boy. He looks like any old like redneck white guy from America that you'd think. What can this guy tell me about music, about my music? This guy can't tell me nothing, but trust me, watch him. Like, look him up and read into him and see see what he's about. I've learned so much knowledge from him. Like, what Dave and his team have done, like, with Pensado's place and giving us knowledge into, like, tried and tested stuff. Like, he's mixed countless hits, countless hits. His understudy um, is a guy called Jason Joshua. He's, like... Dave's reincarnation and he's doing amazing stuff right now so like 
Dave is the guy for me. That's that's that would be my third. Not wicked. producer, but wicked. That's 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 good, man. That's yeah. someone I've never heard of, and I'm yeah. sure our listeners and our viewers now have never heard of Cow. I don't know if you've ever have heard of him, but no. But yeah. talking about hits, though, I noticed there's a little uh, mobile award in the background there, and it looks <laughs> like there's probably an interesting story about that. Can you tell us a little bit about um, that mobile award? There? I know you uh, you make music and uh, do stuff yourself. This mobo here was um, it's Wiley's mobo for his. Um, I think best male, uh, best male act 2013, um, and I think that was probably based around his last previous album. Um, don't ask me for names of titles and songs. And yeah, stuff it's all on point. But you recorded and you recorded the most recent album. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much most of the uh, the Godfather album. Um, and you got a, you got a banger on there as well. I made one song on their laptop as well, featuring Manga. Big up Manga, big up the whole Road Deep Massive. Uh, respect to Manga. Manga's my guy, man. Yeah, man, these lyrics, <laughs> sick. Yeah, sick, 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 sick. Um, yeah, so, you know, Moves move a modest guy, but, you know, Moves work with everyone, like, and, you know, just talking about the difference between a beat maker and a producer, one thing that you've done, I've noticed, and I know certainly, like, man, them in the room that have worked with you, is you, you definitely help uh, guide the artist in how to record at times, mm. uh, whether it be a rapper, whether it be... Um, uh, like a grime MC, whether it be a singer, you definitely put yeah. your uh, you you put input in into how they should maybe say a lyric or do it yeah. again. It's not good enough, so you definitely challenge the artist and get them to produce their best every time. That, I think a lot of that comes from my like once, especially if I know the artist as well. You start to develop yeah. like an image of what they should be almost. It's if you've got that close relationship with the artist. Um, so as soon as the beats come on. And you've heard the tune. Your brain's already telling you like how it should sound. Should that be doubled? Should that have a harmony? Should that have a layer on it? Should that have an ad lib there? Should it sound bright? Should it sound dark? Your brain's already speaking to you a million things. So a lot of it for me comes out of like wanting to get that out of my head. Like I think you should do it like this. Yeah, you definitely push the artist, and and it could be frustrating at times. But yeah. I think because <laughs> you've got such high um, expectations yeah. and you've got a higher quality of you know what you deem mm -hmm. to be acceptable, mm -hmm. you push all the artists there for and if it's not good enough I mean obviously um, you know you have to build a rapport and a relationship with the artist but you push yeah. them to, to come with the best and I, and I can this first time having recorded with you back in the day uh -huh. with stuff I used to put out um, you definitely guide artists and, and definitely demand the best so mm -hmm. that's just like yeah like I said like you can hear like especially like if I know your voice as, as the artist and then out, you brought me this beat like my brain my brain like I said is, is telling me like it should sound like this or you should be flowing like this, or you should be skipping like that, or that word doesn't fit. And it comes out of like a, it's like my own personal issue, like an OCD kind of thing. It's not OCD, but like, it's like it, my brain says it has to be this way. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But if you're cool enough with that artist to be able to, to try and experiment and stuff, then you are allowed to push. In fact, if anything, most people that I've worked with over the years, if anything, have demanded it. New people demand it. Oh, like if I'm doing anything or you hear anything, let me know and tell me. So yeah. I'm getting the impression that a lot of engineers that they maybe they don't do that. They I don't do I, that. I, I can speak firsthand, and I know yeah. people listening that maybe record. Like uh, some people, they just punt, press record and just track it, and then just and then yeah, next verse. So they don't they don't really give you guidance. So that's that's kudos that's, to you, man. That's and that's, I can't do. Like if you're if you're coming to me, I don't record you for free. So if you're paying me. Surely you, you want more than just a button presser. You can yeah, do that yourself at for home. For a service. So you're coming here for a little bit more. Yeah, you can record at home yourself. 
Like any kid can go and buy a computer and a mic and record yourself, but do you know how the level should sound when that's when that's being recorded? Are you going to explain to the artist about their delivery? Are they standing in the right position? Have they got the right energy? Are you going to tell them the right amount of layers to do? Are you going to tell them where that ad lib's working, where it's not? Dropping More knowledge. Not. Hey, move, bro, spud me, because this, <laughs> listen, this, this I know, I know my brother for time, yeah? No, we've known each other for a minute, still mm. in it, and I think, like, I can't remember who put me on to you, maybe T Bear, uh, of feeling T. Yeah, but we've known each other for a minute, and we mm. politic and we reason, so you just mm. read my mind, that led me to my last question, because we're going to have to wrap it up now, mm. it's Beer Rap Bant, or Beer Rap Bants on the social media. Bant. <laughs> you know we've got bands, but it's more, you know, we're talking on real things. Mm. So, I mean, you just touched on it just briefly there, but what type of advice uh, and knowledge would you give to up-and-coming uh, engineers um, or people recording their brethrens in their living room or recording mm. their brethrens at the back of the garden or, or in the basement? You know, just people that want to know sort of what to look out for. Now, you've already touched on some things there, but yeah. what, what bit of advice would you give to people that think, right, I'm going to dedicate myself to recording my friends or engineer, you know, just I mean, go that path? Other than that, like I said, what I've touched on already, like, kind of just what you said, like, I'm going to do this every day, like, this is going to be my life. If that's the case and that's what you want to do, then, then, yeah, you have to do it every day of your life. Like, I started saying right from guinea pig stages like we were talking earlier around 2000 2001 and pretty much every day every waking day that i'm able-bodied that i've woken up since 2001 i have been recording and we're now 2017 so that's 16 years of recording every day every day every day every day every day different voices different voices but again like that's that's one side of it the hours You've got to put the hours in. It's never going to be right first time. I still had... I had a session last week where I was recording and I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. So you never... I don't think you ever fully learn or feel like you you know what you're doing. If you ever feel like that, you've lost. Yeah, you're always learning. You're yeah, always you're learning never, on the you job. you never stop learning. So it's the hours. Putting the hours in and paying attention to the songs that you are recording and trying to figure out what is best for the song. And listen to your, your artist's voices. Like I said, I, I was talking about earlier. Like, listen to their voice. Listen to their tone. Get to know it. Memorise it. So that when you are recording, that sound is in your head. And you're aiming towards that, I suppose, as a start point. If you if it doesn't feel like your artist's voice, then something's not right. Before you've done any EQ, compression effects or whatever. I'm not the biggest fan of effects. I do use them, but... Again, in moderation, in moderation, just to enhance more than anything. Boom, there you got it there, listeners, viewers. You got some knowledge from the man like Morpheus. And, you know, there's too many names to mention who he's worked with. I'm not going to start name dropping his bait, but he's worked with your favourite MCs, favourite MCs. Guy's a legend, um, good friend of ours, you know, as our brother. I just want to say thank you, Morph. Big up, Bless and respect, you know, big up. Um, the social media with the Twitter... What's going on? Like, how can we check um, you out and stuff? You can catch me on Twitter sometimes. Um, it's very, you know, he's a recluse, you know, <laughs> man's putting in that work. Too busy in the studio. Um, at Morpheus UK, um, M-O-R-F-I-U-S UK. Um, that'd be the same for the Instagram. Um, and I believe probably SoundCloud as well. Possibly yeah. as well. But you can also check out the website, www.www.com mfumedia.co.uk um, you can book your sessions online check out prices and whatnot. 
That's it. It's all yeah. online now. It's yeah. all professional. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Super bad man. Listen, <laughs> I've seen this guy's rise, and you know it's, it's nothing but love. Anyway, thank you. Man like, thank you, brother. Man like Morpheus, English cow, beer rap banter at beer rap banter on the social media. Don't forget to subscribe on the um, SoundCloud, on iTunes. We're on everything. Just Google us. We're putting in that work. Peace. So that was our interview with Morpheus uh, at his recording studio. Uh, hope you liked it. Don't forget you can check him out on social media. And, you know, real positive brother. Great professional. And, yeah, bringing you more content. Episode 20, Beer Rap and Banter. At Beer Rap Bants. At Ings LT. At Cal Sirius. Um, beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com all the social medias all that good stuff man I thought that was a, an interesting interview you know we don't get that many chances to talk to someone like Morpheus um, you know someone who's uh, been involved with a big uh, artist like Wiley who's you know decorated he's going to meet the queen he's going to be decorated and get his MBE and that um, and uh, you know he's been recording with Morpheus so yeah, shout out to him and uh, and I hope he, he gets a lot more custom coming his way, a lot more people coming to his studio. That's it. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Um, moving on in the sports section of Beer, Rap and Banner. Earlier yeah. we bigged up uh, Cyril Regis, England, uh, well, just a legend, basically. Didn't get that many caps for England, but definitely what he did uh, paved the way for a lot of black players in this country forefather um, someone else who's moved on onto greener pastures you could say Theo Walcott finally leaves Arsenal for, uh, for Evan after 12 and a half years of missing goals being offside and having numerous hairstyles should we give him a round of applause for him like you know come on like well done Theo yeah you he's, know. he served as well man he served Arsenal's well, Arsenal well 108 goals for Arsenal 12 years I always say if someone scores 100 goals then they're a goal scorer. So for me, oh, he was a goal, is a goal scorer. No, he was a goal scorer, but it just just never pushed on. And I think Wenger uh, obviously didn't see any more use for him. Was playing him in different positions. You know, he had his moments. I mean, he's twenty eight. Um, I was arguing earlier, um, trying to trying to come to his defense because people were trying to say, you know, he's past it. He's past his prime and whatever. And no, I feel like I he's only so. had one or two really good seasons for Arsenal and one of his best seasons was last year where he scored like the most amount of goals I think he's ever got scored. 19 goals or so um, yeah pretty much yeah. in all competitions so yeah I, I think he's got every chance of being successful under Big Sam at uh, Everton I wish him luck and uh, I think to be fair I think I might put him in my fantasy team yeah, let's see how he does that, this man. weekend he'll it? pop up <laughs> um, well big big Sam at Everton he's building up a team now they got Balassi back I'm a big fan of Balassi Yannick Balassi he's got quality they got Sigurdsson who I'm a big fan of another one he's good good with the assists uh, I like um, obviously Walcott can do bits I still like Rooney I've always been a fan of Rooney even Come though man. he gets hated on Tekkers is amazing they bought some Turkish striker I think which you know should offer something different they got Pickford What's that Turkish guy, Tolson or something? Something like that. Mm. You know, so they're going to be all right, man. They're going to yeah. be all right. But yeah, thank you, Phil Walcott. Love him, I hate him. You definitely sort of can't dis discredit what he's mm. done for Arsenal over the years. And, you know, we wish him the best of luck. Someone who we are also wishing the best of luck as they retire from football. Cue sad music. 
Ronaldinho, a favourite here at Beer Rap and Banner. Did you just say Ronaldinho's retiring from football? Ronaldinho has officially retired. Officially retired. How old is he? Probably like late 30s. I didn't even know he was still playing, fam. That's what I'm saying. I thought he retired like 10 years ago. Nah, man. Ronaldinho, he's probably playing in like some backwater team in Brazil. Actually, I need to Google it. But thing is, his his technique is so amazing. He's probably still great. Like, oh, there's, there's skipping footage, past players, just mate, destroying players. Still, mate, there's footage of him playing like uh, this put, five a side foosball thing or like foosball football, yeah. and he absolutely just mugs people off, man. He's, he probably just doesn't have the fitness. That's probably what has deserted him: the fitness, because he doesn't seem like a naturally fit kind of person. So he probably would have to work at it. And, you know, the older you get, the less you want to really go to the gym every day and work out. So. Nah, he's, he's just, you know, a player so good. Amazing. He made you smile, man. Amazing. Come on, if everybody does like their old dream team, they think about the best players in the world. Ronaldinho's got to be in that team. Oh, he changed history, man. He's just, you know, just the greatest, bro. He's just, what, he done to, what he's done against England, what he's done against teams in Europe, World Cup, just played with just a natural, like, a smile on his face. Yeah, and, and he was just so strong off, on the ball. And he was a pure footballer as well. Like, these days you get a lot of players where I honestly think you're not a footballer. Like, you, like you're just a fast guy and you're athletic. And then you thought, yeah, I could probably make some money playing football. But you're not a football. Like, Ronaldinho is a baller, you know what I mean? Give well, him the ball. He could do kick-ups with, like, like a, a golf ball or, do you know what I mean? Like, off the shoulder. And I've seen him do this touch here. One time the ball came over his shoulder. Yeah. And he controlled it, like, mad. Like, he controlled it, like, on his hip. Like, how? Like, how? And it was, and, and his touch is like glue. Like, the ball just sticks to him. You know what I mean? He's this... Listen, listen, listen to what he's won. So in terms of, of, of accolades, so two La Liga titles in Spain, uh, a Champions League title, a Serie A title, a Copa America, a World Cup. That's just like trophies. In terms of his individual accolades, one Ballon d'Or, one UEFA Player of the Year, two FIFA Players of the Years, three FIFA Pro World 11s, and, and three UEFA Team of the Year uh, made it. The guy retired... Um, I don't think they're going to make them like, like him anymore. No. They're a dying breed. Um, <laughs> not even dying, dead. <laughs> dead. The Ronaldinho's die with Ronaldinho. He's just, he's yeah. a one of one. Oh. You'll never see another player like this again in your life. He's just done too much. So yeah, you know, we're big football fans here at Beer Rap and Banner and we give our uh, just desserts to all players, no matter where they're from. That's why we're calling this episode, uh, episode 20, the, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer episode, even though we had episode 19, the Dwight York episode, we're not riding Man United's, uh, you know, cocktails, but we're definitely giving credit where credit is due. That's what it's about, man. You know, like, at the end of the day, you know we're Arsenal fans, so if we're saying that Solskjaer's number 20 and York's number 19, that's what that is what it is, isn't it? Well, guess who's going to be episode 21? Guess, guess what player number 21 at some point of his career? Guess it's not even that hard of a guess. 21. No, I just literally just said it. I, oh, I wasn't even listening. What to me talking? That's it. Oh, I'm just talking the whole episode. Yeah, I was just sending a text, man. I can't send a quick text now. This is exactly what we're talking about. But <laughs> putting down your phone when people are doing shit and this mug over here. Fuck is, you, man. He's on his phone while I'm while I'm dropping gems. Yeah, Ronaldinho, bruv. 
was number 21 for Paris Saint-Germain. He, I thought he was more like a number 11. He was a number 10. He was number 80 for AC Milan. So when we get to episode 80 of Vera from Manor, <laughs> <laughs> we can do... Uh, can we can bring him back. Uh, bring him back, man. Bring Don't. him back like Jesus Christ. Episode 21 was will be Ronaldinho, I think, in, in sort of... Uh, Imminently. Remembrance. But he's usually a number 10. But yeah, this is episode 20. It's beer, rap and banter. Yeah. More like hot tea and coughing. So forgive us, listeners. It's been a bit of a funny episode. But, you know, hope you enjoyed the Morpheus episode. Don't forget you can, you can subscribe, share, comment, do all of that good stuff. Hardest working podcast out there. We've got the visuals coming real soon. Yeah, looking real dope. Shout out to Jake. Uh, and Darren. Yeah, no doubt. That's the uh, that's the extra team. We've been expanding the team. so um, And we're still on the lookout for more talent. So if you feel like you've got something that uh, Beer Rap and Banter can benefit from and you want to join the team, hit us up, beerrapandbanter at gmail.com. Speak to you soon. Peace. Solid. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Flowed. I don't know what was up with my spud. I don't know why I kept coughing, man. Coughing like a little bitch. It's all them dicks you've been sucking. <laughs> 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 Grease.